Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. What's up, what's up, everyone? We are here again on a Friday on the I'm Not Fine Show. I'm your host, Lizzie Enns on the Inspired Choices Network. And I am extremely passionate and excited to to dive into today's topic because this is something that is really, really prevalent in our society right now, and especially for women. And so on last week's show, we talked a little bit about it with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and some symptoms and all of those things that kind of like go in with that and what Hashimoto's is. Today, though, we're going to talk about what you do when you find out that you have Hashimoto's disease. What does that look like? What does it mean? And before we even dive into that, I want to just share a few things as a gentle reminder of where we're at, why we even develop Hashimoto's disease, where it's stemming from. And remember, it can stem from different areas for different people. But in general, remember this, Hashimoto's occurs as a result of a malfunctioning immune system. Now, why your immune system is malfunctioning can vary from person to person. One thing that is very common, though, for a lot of people is if it comes, if they come from a background of a suppressed voice background or a traumatized background, like trauma that has happened, whether that is physical, sexual, mental, any of those things, um, your immune system goes into overdrive to protect you. And when that happens for years on years, that can be the, the Hashimoto's autoimmune disease can be a result of those things. I was actually just uh, talking to a client yesterday that works in a chiropractic office and she's studying holistic health, but she's working with me right now for some for some uh, healing purposes with, with her health to get to the root cause of like what is really going on. And she told me yesterday in the chiropractic office that she works in, she's been seeing this reoccurring uh, appearance of women, the women that come in that have either hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's disease or both, every single person, every single woman that is coming in has some kind of traumatic background, some kind of trauma that happened to them when they were younger or even into their adult life. So as I mentioned before, it has to do with your immune system. It could, it's malfunctioning. It could be overdrive or it could be suppressed. It can be one or the other, but either way, your immune system isn't functioning at its best. And this is where Hashimoto's disease can come in. Now, you can have many other things. It's the same idea as 
let's say you get cancer, that has to do with the immune system and, and these cancer cells come in. And I saw a really, really cool video recently of, of what it looks like when our when very specific cells in the body come in to fight off a cancer cell. And these cells are called T cells. And if you've never studied the biology and the physiology of the body, like that's it's going to sound really, really foreign. But we have these very specific T cells that that are needing to be strong and prevalent in our immune system to fight off viruses, to fight off diseases, to fight off cancer. And so when these cells are strong enough, they will fight off anything and everything that comes in. Now, Think about this. If there's chronic inflammation and chronic stress and reoccurring trauma, all of those things happening over and over and over for years, eventually the immune system and your cells just can't keep up anymore. And that's when we start having these downstream issues. That's when we start having diseases, cancer, and all of the things that start popping up because the body gets tired. It's tired. It can't keep up. And so that is why taking care of your immune system is so incredibly important. You have to think about inflammation, immune system, and all of those things. Now, a little touch up on where we are at as a population on thyroid disease and Hashimoto's. And I'm going to, you know, keep talking about these things together because so many people have both of them and many people don't know that they have both or one or the other because a lot of people are getting misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed like they're just not getting being uh, tested enough to find out whether or not they truly have that so we're truly living in a thyroid epidemic and Right now, there's an estimated 27 million Americans that have some sort of thyroid dysfunction. And the American Thyroid Association estimates that 12% of the U.S. population can expect to develop some kind of thyroid dysfunction. That's one in every eight people. But get this. Women are five to eight times likely, more likely to be affected than men by this thyroid disease. And I think, you know, there's there's many reasons for that. We like to, um, you know, we're, we're a little bit more emotional as we have lots of feelings and we, uh, we, we allow some of those things to like come in and like hold us a little bit more. So I think that has something to do with it, but also remember like we have different hormones. So, so I don't know if that makes us potentially more, uh, uh, it's more prevalent for us because of that. But, um, all we know is women are much more likely to have it or get affected by it than men. And so something that can happen is like when we when we get this diagnosis of having Hashimoto's and even hypothyroidism, it's like, OK, I talked about this last week. It's like there's two things that can happen. Like one <clears throat> extreme overwhelm can happen because 
really, you're finding out all of this information. And, and typically when I go over, over lab results with people, first of all, I'm never there to diagnose someone. That's not my job. I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing someone when I'm looking at their labs. I want to make that very, very clear. But what I am doing is I am diving deeper than to look, than looking just for the red, which is red means when you go to the doctor and they look at your labs, they're looking for anything that is in the red. If it's in the red, they can diagnose and treat. If it's not in the red, then they'll probably tell you that you're fine no matter how close you are to the, the uh, line of being out of balance, whether it's high or low. As long as you're within that line, they're like, well, you're within range, but you could be at the very bottom or at the very top. But as long as you're not in the red. Now, you may get lucky. Some people get lucky and they'll have a doctor that will actually go, you know what? You're a little low. You're on the low end. You're on the on the high end. Let's get this before we, you know, turn to the red line. But many people get told, hey, we can't help you until you are in the red until you are out of balance in the red line where we want to see you or where where we need to see you before we can help you. So I've had people being told, like, you have to get worse before you can get better or you have to get worse before I can help you. That's ludicrous. Listen to me. This is where you need to. Stand up for yourself and you need to educate yourself and you need to say, hey, I don't want to get worse before I get better. I don't need to get worse before I get better. And if this is the case here, then I will go somewhere else and I will educate myself. The doctor's supposed to educate you. But if they're not willing to do that for you, then you need to go find someone else and advocate for yourself because you already know that you don't feel good. Your body is telling you that already. It's telling you that you don't feel you went to the doctor for in, in the first place because you didn't feel good. Right. And so don't just take their word for it. If they're saying, hey, you're not in the red line. I can't diagnose you. I can't treat you. You're fine. Don't take their word for it. If you're not feeling fine. That is literally why so many women come to me and they're like, all right, like, let's keep going. We got to keep digging. And so that's the way that they're taught to look at the labs. They're taught to look at the labs to diagnose someone. And if they can't diagnose and treat, then it's next. Let's go to the next patient and maybe they, they'll refer you. But there, there's like, it's like a needle in a haystack to find a doctor that will keep digging. All right. So make sure that you advocate for yourself and make sure that you do some educating on this, these specific things, because when you do the education on yourself, you can go in and feel a lot more equipped and feel a lot stronger on what it is that you need to ask for, what it is you need to look for and what it is that you need to advocate for for yourself. And if that's not going to happen in that room, then you need to go somewhere else. That's my 
a little uh, advocate for yourself today. Now let's move on and talk a little bit more about Hashimoto's. And let's let's talk a little bit more about the symptoms too. But we're going to actually go to our first break before we dive into that, because this is way too long before I have to go to my first break. So um, we're going to dive into the symptoms and then we're going to look at what are things that you specifically can do. And also, I want you to know that this is very individual. Please don't take a one-size-fits-all approach. I did a little quick Google search this morning and what pops up when you type in what can you do if you have Hashimoto's, and it was astonishing to me some of the things that popped up, and they're all conflicting. Everybody has something different to say, so I'm not here to tell you what you need to do. What I want you to do is tune in with yourself become that leader within self with yourself learn how to read and and tune into your own body that's what i want you to do because there is no one size fits all protocol are there some across the board things that will help people of course but you still need to learn what it is that you need to do so we're going to go to our first break here but when we come back we're going to continue to dive into this so please Stay here, stay tuned, we'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. That's right, you guys. You can email me at lizzie at undietyourself.live if you have any questions. You can also book a free consultation with me. There's a uh, calendar link in the show notes, or you can find me on social, lizzie ends underscore wellness if you're not there already. And I have links all over the place for you guys to do that. So you can really reach me in many different places. 
So grab my information wherever you are. If this is something that you feel like you need help with and dive in with and really get to the root cause of why you're feeling the way that you are and you want to get on this journey of healing and getting to know your body and yourself better, then I could be your girl and I want to help you. I want to help you get there. So come see me, come talk to me. Let's get you feeling better and on the way to healing. All right. If you have not grabbed my book on lizzyems.com, you can do that as well. Escaping my reflection. Go grab that, grab your copy there. If you order it from there, I will personally send you a signed copy. So and it gets shipped right from me. So um, go grab that. And then also, lastly, we are on the Inspired Choices Network. And if you have not downloaded the Inspired Choices Network app yet, you can do so just by going into your app store, downloading it, and then you have access to all the shows there. And if you are doing so, I would love it if you would go in there or anywhere else that you are listening, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Spotify, anywhere that you're listening, I would love for you to leave me a review there. And let me know that you're tuning in. Let me know what the podcast is doing for you. What is what is it providing for you? What are your thoughts? So leave me a little review there so I can see who's listening and what you're loving about it. All right, let's get back to the show. We are talking about Hashimoto's. A quick reminder of what symptoms are that you want to look out for. A lot of overlapping symptoms with hypothyroidism when it comes to Hashimoto's disease. But remember, Hashimoto's comes from a, a uh, immune system disease. So it's coming from the immune system. It's malfunctioning. It's not doing well. It's actually, I talked about this last week, it's attacking your thyroid because it thinks it's a foreign invader. So remember that. So a lot of these overlapping symptoms, one of the big prevalent ones that I see over and over, I saw it in myself and I see it in a lot of clients is extreme fatigue when it comes to Hashimoto's. When I'm talking about extreme fatigue, I'm talking about not just being tired, but being depressed, tired, but you're getting the super highs and then super low. So you'll have one or two really, really good days. You can exercise, you can clean, you can be there for your kids, you can do whatever you need to do. And then, and you may have like two to three days of that. And then you have like one to two days where you're like, man, what is wrong with me? Like I'm depressed, I'm moody, I'm snappy. I don't know what is wrong. Like you're questioning everything and you're just like, something is really off. And I remember when I was in that state, that can be one of those things. And that was actually one of the reasons why a peer of mine told me, listen, I really think you you may have Hashimoto's based on what you're telling me. So please go get checked. And that was one of the reasons why. All right. So it's that immune system and it affects your hormones, it affects your gut. So other things to look out for are, do you have a lot of food sensitivities? Do you bloat a lot? Are your periods irregular or painful? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just fine. Like they're, they're regular and they're okay. So remember your symptoms can overlap and remember your symptoms can be different from another person. And the other thing you want to look out for is, are you cold all the time? 
Are your fingernails and toenails, are they fragile? Are you losing them? Are you losing a lot of hair? Are you losing the outside of your eyebrows? What is going on? Do you have indigestion? Any and all of those things can be a sign of it. Now, just remember, like I said before, there's overlapping symptoms. So don't go self-diagnose yourself. Like if you if you feel like you have those symptoms, then you should get tested for it. But please don't just guess and then go on this journey of say, of assuming that you have Hashimoto's disease, but you don't. So that's why I'm such a big fan of testing and really finding out and getting to the root of like what is really going on and where are things at? Because sometimes people have very similar symptoms and we do the test and it's like, okay, well, they're actually okay here, but then they're not over over okay over here. And that's why the testing is so, so important. The testing isn't the only thing you want to rely on, but it is part of the puzzle when we're looking at getting to the root cause of what is really going on. And then it allows us to fine tune a more specific plan for you so that you can get on that healing journey a lot faster. So what are some things that you want to start doing if you find out that you have Hashimoto's disease. One of the first things that you want to look at is heal your infections. So there's some typically some kind of infection going on. What I mean by that is if you have chronic fatigue, if you have chronic bloating or indigestion, any of those kind of things, typically that's a sign that there's some kind of infection going on and we need to figure out what it is. And then we work on healing from that. So uh, pretty common infections and things that can go on with people that have Hashimoto's is, do they have uh, yeast infections or high candida levels? Do they have um, par like high parasites? Do they have high heavy metals or lead? All of those things can be a contributor to it. And I want to talk a little bit about parasites. Parasites are, are one of those things that are pretty common in a lot of people. And if you've never done a parasite cleanse, you probably should. And if you are someone that lives on a farm or lives with pets and you eat meat, like one or all of those, um, and you've never done a parasite cleanse, it's probably time. <laughs> it's time. Now, remember this. Parasites are the thing. They like to feed off of things. You know, they got to stay alive somehow, right? So they feed off of things. So they can hide behind heavy metals, fluoride, lead, mercury, yeast. They can hide behind all of those things. And so as long as you, if you have high mercury or if you have high lead or if you have high yeast, if those things stay prevalent in the body, it's much harder to get rid of the parasites. So I love doing a test to see, a scan to see like where are these things at? And if, if they're really prevalent, then we have to look at, all right, your problem's probably not going to go away until we get rid of these things. Perfect example is I had a, I had a client that, that worked with me, start working with me. And I think I've shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again because it feels right. Um, she came to me because she had chronic bloating 
And she didn't necessarily need to lose weight. That wasn't necessarily one of her goals, but her bloating made, made her look like she needed to, to lose weight. And she's like, I literally just need to lose my bloat, the infection or whatever is going on with my gut, because that's the only place that I, that I gain weight or hold my weight. I said, okay. So we did a GI map test and we checked her hormones and we got her on, on some steps to healing and she got better. She lost weight. She was losing belly fat and her bloating was getting better. But it wasn't until we had her do a parasite heavy metal detox that was very specific. It's a 30 day um, detox. It wasn't until we did that that she started to see a massive difference in her bloating and in her energy and in her brain fog, because those are things that can be really prevalent as well when you have parasites or Hajimoto's or hypothyroidism, it it really can be prevalent for many reasons. But she didn't get better, not not like all the way. And after like two weeks of being on this, this cleanse and this detox to help get rid of these things in her body, she messaged me and she's like, I had no idea that I could feel this good. Like I feel the best I ever have. And I literally had no clue. I thought it was just normal to feel the way that I do. So that is getting to the root of what is really going on. That's infection. And so you want to make sure that you reduce or that you heal your infections. And it's, it's really important to know what that is and then what the proper steps are for you. Because detoxing those types of things, it's no joke. And you have to be very smart about how you do that. And you want to make sure that you do it safely. Then you want to restore. So, well, before we even restore, you also want to think about um, removing some inflammatory foods. So if you know that you're sensitive to gluten and it's this constant issue for you, then you want to think about, hey, I, I may need to cut gluten out for a bit. So inflammatory foods. So it's not about going on a very strict diet or anything like that, but you have to have to um, recognize what the inflammatory foods are for you. And sometimes you need guidance. Some, sometimes you need someone there to like teach you like what to look out for and what that is. But it's more or less tuning into what is your body telling you about these specific foods that you're having and what do you need to remove for a while to see if it makes a difference. Everybody's different. Gluten's, gluten's a pretty like standard one. It's not for everybody. But it's a pretty standard one that people with with uh, Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism are really sensitive to. Leaky gut is also one of those things that is very prevalent in people with Hashimoto's. So keep that in mind as well. You want to restore your enzymes and and um, you want to bring in like really good um, citric acids and good a good amount of acidy foods to help with proper digestion because your uh, stomach lining you should have proper um, stomach acid and pepsin in your stomach lining to better digest and absorb your foods and there's things that you can bring in for an enzyme booster like sauerkraut pineapple, papaya, like those are higher enzyme foods. So you can bring those things in for better digestion. 
a good probiotic can be really good for your gut. So that's helping you heal as well. And you want to think about um, repairing the gut because the the gut is such a big piece of this. So you want to think about that. Um, repair the gut with nutrients and also like amino amino acids that it needs. So you can get amino acids from making sure that you're eating good quality meats, like getting protein and stuff like that. So you eat like a really good grass fat, grass finished, grass finished steak. You're getting really good amino acids from that. So that's where you kind of want to start when it comes to like, hey, we're on the healing journey of this. And um, we're going to dive into a few other things when we come back from break, because we're already going back to the to, to the next break. Man, that went really fast. Um, we're going to go to another break. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about two to three other things that we're that are really, really beneficial and helpful for you. And you'll see why when I dive into that. So please, we're going to our next break, but we're going to come back and we're going to keep diving into this. So if you are someone that is looking to start on this journey of how do I help my Hashimoto's and thyroid, then you're going to want to stay here and stick with me because I'm going to give you some really cool things to move forward with. So Stay here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever changing like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are on a roll here today talking about Hashimoto's and what you can do for that. So if you are someone that's like, I'm being told I'm fine, but I'm not fine. Maybe that's why you're here. So we're going to keep diving into this. Before we went to break, we were talking about healing your infections and what some things are that you can do, some proper steps that you can take. What and uh, why that's so important if you have Hashimoto's because of our 
gut. Everything starts in the gut. Did you guys know that our gut is like our second brain? In some ways, I feel like it's our first brain because it's the thing that like feeds our nervous system that leads to our actual brain. So it's not an actual brain, but it is kind of equally or more important because it's the feeder to our brain and our nervous system. So many things like we our our serotonin and our dopamine they live in our gut and those are our happy hormones those are the things that um we're feeding or not feeding when based on like how we're eating so before we go into more of the hey eat this not that i'm not going to tell you what you what you should or shouldn't be eating it's more about optimizing your diet but before we do that the thing that i think that is more important than that is our stress now there's no such thing as living a stress-free life but if you remember earlier on in the show we were talking i was telling you about the not the statistics, but I was telling you about trauma. I was telling you about stress and how all of those things can lead, eventually lead to an autoimmune disorder. And we're seeing that trend over and over with women specifically when it comes to Hashimoto's. So if someone comes to me and has hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, I ask them, hey, what happened when you were young? What was your childhood like? Did you have any big traumatic events that happened? It could be that it was because you unexpectedly or expectantly lost a loved one. I mean, I can I can think of a handful or more very traumatic experiences in my life when I was growing up. And when I look back now, I go, man, no reason my nervous system went to the pits and there and then it was just downhill from there a perfect example one of the first things that i can remember is when i was 13 i i lost my dad unexpectedly he was healthy as could be and to go through something like that at 13 years old and it's a you know we're a family of 19 kids and our dad, you know, unexpectedly dies and um, by a very, very tragic accident. Very, very tragic. So my mom is left with 18 kids at home. My oldest sister was married. My mom was left with 18 kids at home. And so going through that, I just think about the traumatic events of those, of that specifically, and how long it takes to recover from that and and that's grief like grief grief is a really crazy funny thing in a sense I don't know if I should call it funny but in a way it is funny because it will come and go you know it's been over 20 years since that happened and sometimes it just hits you out of nowhere so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're hanging on to it or anything like that but it it was a loved one it's one of those things that it it comes and goes you know, and, and then the other thing is, you know, it could be sexual abuse, it could be manipulation, it could be, hey, you were in a relationship that that someone was passive aggressive with you. So maybe they weren't physically abusive to you, but passive aggressiveness and the mental abuse of that, 
that can be very traumatic because if you are someone that doesn't deal well with that and you're someone that's like, hey, I'm outspoken. I, let's talk about this. Let's bring it up and out and deal with this. But but the other person is passive and just shuts everything down and doesn't want to talk about it and walks away. If that is what is happening, that does some really damaging things to you because you're like, wait a minute, I can't even express myself. I can't even bring it up and out. And when you hold those things in and you don't allow them to come out, that's suppression. That's suppressing those things. And eventually you shut it down. Eventually you just shut the entire thing down and that starts to build up. Remember how I was talking about how your thyroid lives in your throat chakra and hypothyroidism can be linked to the suppression of the voice because you're not using your voice. It's all connected. The emotional, I am willing to bet money on this, that your emotional and mental health and spiritual health, that is so much more important than being strict with your diet. Now, not saying that you shouldn't be focusing on fueling and nourishing your body with healthy foods and making sure you're not putting a bunch of things into your body that make you sick. I'm not saying that that's not important, but from my own experience and the things that I have seen with my clients and and what I'm seeing other experts come out with and studies and things like that, I am seeing that the mental and emotional aspect is such a huge piece of the pie here. And it is something that we need to focus on if we want to heal. It's massive. If you are in a situation where, you know, you have Hashimoto's and you're in this constant fight or flight because you're in a relationship or in a situation that doesn't allow you to come out of that fight or flight, then I can bet that your Hashimoto's is not going to get better because you're staying in the situation. Remove yourself from it for a bit and see what happens. I had to do that. I had to remove myself from it. And then I saw my symptoms improve and I was like, oh, wow, like this is, this is actually a real thing. And I realized at that point in time that it had very little to do with the food that I was eating or not eating. And it had very little to do with how I was exercising. And it had much more to do with what was going on with my mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Focused on that. So it's not about getting rid of all your stress, but it is about regulating it and relieving it. One of the top things that you can do to help with your stress, stress, I can't speak right now, to help with your stress is to do daily deep breathing exercises. What this is doing is it's helping you calm the nervous system down, bring the parasympathetic and the sympathetic system into balance. One of the most powerful things There's several different practices that you can do, but most of us live in such a fast paced world from our jobs to our kids to our businesses. Like 
all of those things. We live in such a fast paced world that we forget to breathe. Like we literally forget to breathe. And one of the top tools that I tell my clients to to start practicing is to start breathing. I'm like, you got to start breathing, breathing again. And so we put a daily habit in place where it's two to five minutes is what they start with. And it is amazing what starts to happen in their life when they start bringing in breathing exercises, because guess what it does? Calm things down and you come back into yourself. You're bringing presence in as well, because so many times we're not even being present because we're out here like trying to like take every take care of everything and everyone and we forget to be here and be internal and be present we forget that what breathe these breathing exercises do is they allow us to become present again and calm things down so the next time you're in a place where you're like i'm really high stressed and i can't calm myself down and i uh, and, and you can't breathe I want you to just sit down and close your eyes and put your hand over your heart and your right hand over your heart and your left hand on your belly. And I want you to feel your body breathe. And I want you to fill your belly up with air and allow it to come up through your lungs, your heart, and feel it go into your brain. Fill your brain with oxygen. And then you exhale and you let it go. And you do that for two to five minutes. And I can guarantee you will walk away feeling much, much better. Now, the other practice that you can do is you can do other things to like relieve your stress. If you are in a place where you're like, I just need to get energy out, like you have so much tension stored in and you need to relieve energy, like release energy that's just being stored in your body. What you can do is put some headphones on. And I like to use instrumental music versus music with words so that I'm not focusing on the words. I like the instrumental stuff. I'll get up, I'll be in a room by myself and I'll put my headphones on, turn the music up where I don't really hear anything else around me. I close my eyes and I start moving my body. I just start moving and allowing, but I'm not forcing my body to move a certain way. I'm allowing my body to move in what ever way shape or form it wants to and when you do that you allow things to get released from areas that they need to get released i don't care if you think this is voodoo stuff it's not because energy we are ener energetic beings we store energy we whether it's good or bad we release energy and sometimes we get so tensed up and stressed out that we just need to calm down, get out of our head, and we need to release the energy. And I can guarantee you, if you do that, and you just allow yourself to move, you're going to release energy that is not does not belong there anyway. And you're going to feel a million times better. That's a way to relieve your stress. I was I was uh, out with some friends recently. I'm going to tell you this quick story. I was out with some friends recently and uh, we were actually out dancing. And um, typically I, I, I would kind of like control, like I'd be like, I don't want to like dance a certain way that um, people would judge me and whatever. And that night, for some reason, I said, um, 
I don't care anymore. I'm going to allow myself to move in whatever way, shape or form I want to or the way that my body wants to move. And I was talking to a girl after the fact um, we were just having a casual conversation and um, she she's an expert in like trauma releasing and and these types of things like with the body because um, she's gone through some major, major things herself. And see, she knows those things. And, and so we're having this conversation and we're talking about dancing and all that. And she's like, Lizzie, um, she's like, I was watching you dance. And she goes, you were actually releasing a lot of trauma when you were dancing with your hips because you allowed your hips to move a certain way that you've never really allowed before. And that was you releasing releasing trauma from your hips and I was like whoa that well that's crazy I love that but I didn't even think about that and she's like no you're allowing yourself to come out you're allowing yourself to be and by me allowing myself to be is also me allowing myself to heal so that's what you're doing you're just allowing yourself to be and allowing your body to speak to you because your body's always speaking to you whether it's good or not our job to listen to it it's either screaming and yelling at you or it's loving on you and you need to tune into that and pay attention and love on it from there and then give it what it needs all right we are going back to our next break but when we come back i'm going to talk about two more things that you can start doing if you are in this place where you have Hashimoto's and you just don't know where to start and you want to start with at least some simple things, I want you to stick with me because I'm going to give you some more tools that you can apply at home. So please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are going to finish this show out strong today, talking about Hashimoto's. Before we do that, I want to remind you that I will be back next week, same time, 10 a.m. Pacific time. And that is one o'clock Eastern time. That seems like such a big difference when you go over lunchtime. And that's 12 o'clock Central time. So next week's title, next week's show, we're going to be talking about when are you, by choosing your health, by taking care of your health, you're choosing your life. And it's going to be an amazing one. So you're going to want to tune into that one. And again, 
Um, remember, you can come hang out with us in the chat room. So if you want to come into the chat room and ask questions while I'm live, you can do that as well. All right, let's get back to the show and finish this one out strong. What are some other things that we can do? I was just talking about relieving stress and what trauma does and why those things happen. And then I gave you some tips on and tools that you can start using right away to help you relieve stress. Again, remember, it's not about cutting entirely stress out of your life. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. If your goal is to be stress-free, you have dead people's goals. Like only dead people don't have stress, right? Like it's just not possible to not have stress. It's what you do with it and how you manage it. So remember that. And I gave you some tools on how to do that. The next thing that you want to think about is how do you optimize your diet? And when I'm talking about optimizing your diet, listen, I need you to hear me very clearly. This is not about looking at all the things that you need to cut out of your diet. That's not what we're talking about here. When we put the focus so heavily on what do I need to cut out, we that's like negative energy for us. So instead of focusing on all the things you need to cut out, I want you to think about what can I bring in? So it's called integrating in. What are some foods, what are some things that I can integrate into my diet, can bring into my diet that's going to help me feel better, give me more energy, make me feel more balanced and grounded. Protein, by the way, is going to do that. But what are the things that you can focus on on bringing in? The two things I would say that, that I would focus on first are make sure you're having enough water and make sure you're getting enough protein. Those are the two places that I would start. But when we focus on integrating in, bringing foods in, it's called integrating in, crowding out. So when we bring these things in, it naturally starts crowding out some of the foods that may not be helping you. Maybe they're inflammatory foods and you don't uh, feel good on them, but you kind of like just go to them because it's what you know and it's maybe what you're craving, but you internally know that it's probably not the best for you. So instead of focusing on all the things that you have to cut out, I want you to focus on what can I bring in? And it's naturally going to crowd out some of the things that you don't, that aren't serving you. And then the last thing that you want to think about is ditching some of the toxins. So what I mean by that is pay attention to what kind of lotions and soaps that you're using, what kind of laundry detergent you're using, what are you putting on your skin? You should make sure that you have good quality water, that your water is filtered really well, because if you live in a city and even in a country too, but cities specifically, there's a lot of things that can be pretty uh, prevalent in city water. So I use a, a just a countertop type of filter by Simpro. It's actually in my Amazon link. So if you go to my Instagram and you look for my Amazon link, it's going to be in there. But it's the best filtered water I've ever had in my life. I won't use anything else. I don't even like bottled water. Some bottled water is actually incredibly acidic. But what this filter does is it makes sure that it's filtering out the fluoride, the lead, the mercury, any kind of things like that, that you don't want to like put into your body. So filtered water, in my opinion, is one of the top things 
that I like to where I like to start if we're looking at removing toxins. And then you want to pay attention to like, are you using nonstick pans? If you are, the, those are filled with toxins. And like I said, skincare, makeup, what kind of toothpaste are you using? Is it fluoride? Is it non-fluoride? Those are some things that you want to think about. And those are things that can feel, I just want to remind you, they can feel incredibly overwhelming. So if I, like when I share these things, I always want to remind people, listen, I didn't do everything at one time. I took it one step at a time. So when I'm working with someone, I always tell them, listen, pick one to two things that you want to work on. Pick one to two things that you can bring in. Or if you are looking at replacing your soaps and lotions, use what you have. And then when you get need new ones, then you can replace it with something that is better. Please don't feel like you have to do everything at one time. All right. One step at a time, because if you're going to focus on everything at one time, it's going to feel incredibly overwhelming and you're going to give up because you're going to feel like you can't do it. Real quick reminder on the four things that we talked about. You want to heal your infections. So you want to know what your infections are and what you need to focus on to heal those. You want to release and reduce your stress. So remember the practices that I told you, you got to release and reduce your stress. And then you want to optimize your diet. And then you want to um, ditch the toxins. But remember, it's a step by step. Don't do everything at one time. It's way too overwhelming. All right. So you got this. Remember, you are the leader. You are in control. And you got this. You got to just go for it one step at a time. But if you stay consistent with it, you're going to get to the end of the week, have completed another goal, and then you're going to feel much more empowered to continue to move forward. I just want to thank you guys for hanging out here, for tuning in, for listening. I hope you come back next week. And again, as a quick reminder, I want to let you know if you're listening to the show and you made it all the way to the end and you're loving this, please go and rate the show, leave me a review and let me know what you're loving, what you're liking and feel free to send me an email or a message on Instagram and let me know what other topics you want me to talk about. What do you want me to talk about? What do you want to know? What is it that you would want to listen to? So please send those messages to me, leave the reviews, let me know what you're thinking. We're going to be back next week. I'm Lizzie Enns on the I'm Not Fine Show. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine Show. Lizzie Enns returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.